Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about weed control. Did you forget about your prevent plant acres? We're also going to look at, in ag history, the advent of the tractor and how it surpassed horses. We're going to talk about some cool beans. That's corny. And in our You Applied What segment, we'll have some new herbicides to talk about. So with me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey, guys. Todd Schomburg. Hey, Matt, and all you Tilthies out there. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So, Packers are in the playoffs. Badgers made it to the Roll Bowl, Rose Bowl. I don't the Roll Bowl. Yeah. Roll Bowl, <laughs> I yes. think they did roll they over. Ro- they rolled over in the Rose yes. Bowl, unfortunately. That could be a bowl with all those crazy names of the bowls. You know, they keep changing, so you never know. The, the Roll Bowl, where P.J. Mm. Fleck goes every year. Yeah, the Rose, row it. The Cotton Candy Bowl, pr- brought to you by Clowns. It's pretty bad. Yeah, there's lots of interesting names. Any egg names that you guys notice on bowls? Well, there's I, the cotton bowl. I mean, that yeah, yeah, the that's cotton bowl. Yeah. yeah, totally. Roses, I guess. The orange bowl. Yeah. Yeah. All your food groups. We need it's a dairy bowl. We do. We gotta we, we gotta get, compete with the tax slayer bowl. There's the dairy quiz bowl, but that's <laughs> yes. not actually like a BCS bowl. That's that's different. No, it's just four H. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Packers in the playoffs get the first round bye, so that'll be nice. Hopefully they'll get their uh, stuff together over that bye, and we can get an offensive harmony going on the Packers. Did you, did you guys see the interview with John Kuhn and Aaron Rodgers? It, John Kuhn asked, like, hey, how do you feel, Aaron, that people are saying, oh, they're not really a 13-3 and team, they're not that good, they're a 9-7 and team that got lucky a couple times. And Aaron Rodgers answered it with like three words, and it was "I don't care." Nice, and that was the interview. I thought it was going to be "coon" (laughs) three times. Just every every everything that "coon" three times. Everything asks "coon." It was pretty. It was pretty bad. Like that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was a good 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 answer. Yeah, you're in the playoffs, right? Who cares? There's plenty of teams sitting at home going. We don't care if we didn't. We're ahead with the Lions for. More than zero seconds for yeah. two games. Nine, we're in the playoffs. Nine and seven is still is like even if we were nine and seven, missed the playoffs. That's not good enough for a draft pick that we care about. Really, I mean, it's a it's a twentieth overall versus a twenty fourth overall. Right. Like, what is what's the difference? Why are we upset that they're good at winning close games? Right, that's what yeah. I don't that's get. What like, that's awesome. Do, right? so I mean, you remember if, if you would have said at the beginning of the season, all right, uh, new coach, second year defensive coordinator, you know, new players, we got. Just a whole massive amount of things you could blame any bad thing on, and you're 13 and three. Everybody be like, "Nah, there's no way they're going to be that good this year." So segue. Packers give the ball up against the Vikings and still win the game, right in the first half. G- gave it up like four times. Badgers continue to give it up in the Rose Bowl, and they can't can't win. come through. So well, the letting the quarterback out for a 34 yard touchdown scamper really was. Sucky. That punt blocked, or I mean, what the, the muff the punt? Muff punt. Uh, he was going to get blocked fumble. anyway. Like if you were watching it, there was three guys like around him. He literally was just like, "I think I better dive on it," and then yeah. I think he just kind of muffed her. It was it. That's the it was second time blocking. though. Like this, like he did it against games. Ohio State. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. So maybe a new special teams coach next year. <laughs> get it together. Yeah. Doubt it, Barry. I know you're listening. We need a new special, special teams, teams coordinator. 
Barry, I know you're listening. We need a baseball program. <laughs> we need to start paying players so we can be better, okay, Barry? So just get it together. Start paying yeah. people. It's coming. We're going to be like Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama. Just start paying them. We'll be fine. Although all these postseason stats and all these stuff comes out, and just look on Twitter, and there's some guys that would tweet, like, best records in the last however many years or most wins in the decade or whatever. And um, Wisconsin's, like, five, four. Yeah. Like, Definitely. They're, I mean, they're good. It's just it would be nice to get over the hill. We can't even win the Rose Bowl. That's not even a big bowl anymore. Like, 0 and 4 yeah. in the last. We, last year, Wait, the last time they, they won was with Ron Dade. It was Ron Dade. Ron Dade. It was the 2000 Rose Bowl of the 99 season, right? right? Yeah. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I saw a tweet this morning and said, we're closer to 2050, 2050 yeah, than we are to 1990. <laughs> Made me sad. <laughs> Made me very sad. Yeah. <laughs> we're the same. Away. Yeah. The, well, I, I saw that closer. on New Year's, like, right around midnight, and so it was, like, the same. same. But, yes, you're right. Today now, we're, we're closer. closer. Minutes, but. Yeah. Ouch. Matt, you're closer to the No-Till Conference next I, week. I are, am. You, are you ready? He's going to be coming to us live from Ooh, the No-Till Conference. Live. Ooh, make it sound so special. No till USA. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. It'll be good. Uh my first time down at the No Till Conference in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh so yeah, it'll be fun. We're gonna have a convoy down there? Well, we've got a few. There's three of us going sweet from the company and then uh Got a couple farmers that are going to be down there too, so should be a good time. It's good. Here's the round tables are just awesome. So you have to I hope so. Them. I'm looking forward to it. And then yeah, that'll be the classic. Will be the week after that, and I know my Max, my favorite week of the year. Yeah, your business classic. I like the classic. I like going to Madison um, for short amounts of time, um, <laughs> but you know, three days down there, learn some things, see some friends, you know, that you've made over the years, and. It, I mean, it's a big deal in Wisconsin to go to the classic. So I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of egg professionals there. So, and then the week after that, we'll be headed to the NAICC conference. Yeah. Bill, Todd, San and I, and Antonio. So that week we'll all be live from Texas. Yes, I guess. and I'll be here. Is that what we're doing? Max, you running the board? Yeah, Max, uh, Max uh-huh. is in the studio. <laughs> Max in studio. I'm gonna do a one man show. Yeah. And not record it. I'm just going to come in here and turn my mic on and <laughs> yell into my mic for an hour and then go home. That's what you <laughs> normally do. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's like, like I do every normal, day. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days you guys are going to walk in here and I'm just going to be, the door is going to be closed and you're just going to hear me shouting and I'm going to I'm not going to know you guys are here because I have my headphones on and you guys are just going to walk in and be like, what is he shouting about again? He's doing his own podcast. Do your pod, man. Well, as long as you're not dancing with yourself in here, we'll be fine. <laughs> No, I'm never going to dance again. Guilty feet. Yeah. Got no rhythm. Exactly. All right. With that, let's let's get into it. So burning it to the ground. Did you remember to spray your prevent plant acres? You guys have anybody that didn't? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. It was not about remembering, though. <laughs> no. It was about getting stuck or not. Oh, well, and it was it was hard at times to get people to understand the the spend money now. When there isn't a crop out there, that it still is worth it, that it's still going to pay off. Um, there's a couple guys that just didn't want to didn't want to spend right, the money, didn't want to put the money into it. Yep. I must say, I was amazed how much the weeds weren't terrible in those fields. Though I was expecting going into the year, usually have to spray at least twice, work it once, you know, have a whole regiment. And most of those we got sprayed one time because they were underwater. Yeah, I mean, it just literally didn't grow that much. Yeah, weeds. even weeds have trouble when it's flooded. Yeah. 
So that was one upside, I guess. Except too. for cattails. I saw well, yeah, more cattails this year than I've ever seen before, I think. That's an aquatic yeah. plant. So it's yeah. gonna we found new wetlands. We found uh, there's a lily pads growing in the cornfield. Um Yeah, if you did wetland delineation this year, that'd be uh That was really unfortunate for you. Yeah. Bad news. Were you guys scouting those acres at all or you know, drive bys or what were we doing on those? Yeah, we were doing some scouting. I mean the hard part with burn downs is your products aren't is you know super robust you got kind of some generic products not generics but just in general products that you use so you know you don't need exactly to know what weeds are there but you know that grasses and broadleaves so you want to make sure it's you don't just rely on roundup throw some other things in there and um, maybe you wanted to spend a little money and you did some early burn down and did a little residual but i don't know that that happened very much this year it is amazing how much even if you did residual, we know this, but how much your residual is in the crop being there, shading out yep. the weeds. So obviously if you didn't throw a cover crop in or have something there to shade them out, it was a lot harder to keep ahead of it and and, and get ahead of those this year. So yeah, it was a mixed bag though. I saw some fields that I was just, like I said before, surprised they weren't that weedy as I was scouting them throughout the year. I was was expecting to have to spray two to three times with some tillage in there potentially and um, like it was good that we did more cover crops this year and were able to kind of capture it with that, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. We but, uh, we no-tilled into some prevent plant before they were sprayed, which was interesting. So we definitely, that those were scouted So no-tilled, then burned it down. So we up. burned it down, like, say the middle of June, and then left it until August, September, and then no-tilled in winter rye, winter wheat, that kind of stuff. Yep. And that, you know... We kind of were like, well, it's doing okay. We had a little tillage in there too, and kind of some of them actually held off enough that we didn't have to spray them again. A couple of them we planted and then sprayed a week later because it just it was, you could tell it was too much. So, but I bet you get those grasses taken care of early on with that spray. Even if a few broad leaves come through, whether that's water, um, hopefully not water hemp, but you know, velvet leaf or shepherd's purse or lamb's quarter or something like that probably not a big problem if there's a few st- sticking out there when you put your rye in well yeah and if you have rye and you have a, a water hemp problem or uh you know one of those really problem weeds if you're in that area where you have palmer well now we now we can come with those 2,4-D products and really take a good shot at them rather than you know if you plant radishes you're kind of limited on what you can yeah. spray for those problem weeds and those are the fields too you have to watch coming the spring i mean your pre's Depending how bad the water hemp was last fall, it might blow through that depending on how much is there. So you might have to be ready to, to add that extra pass, even though you put down a pre, take care of those escapes. It's probably still a little heavier seed bank, right? Right. A lot of it went to seed if we didn't get there in time. So don't uh, probably not want to skimp on your herbicides coming up this coming spring. I tried plant counts on some fields, some of those prevent plant fields, like throwing our square and counting water hemp's, and that was... Eh. We're talking a foot-by-foot foot square here. This yeah, is it not, was depressing. Yeah. I mean, it hurt, kind of, to, like... You needed more than your two hands to count. Yeah. I mean, some fields weren't bad. You know, o- only certain farms really have the problem yet. We're still pretty pretty lucky. I would say it's not complete devastation yet, but there's definitely certain fields where it was... Uh, yeah. No, you, you get to look ahead to the long term. I mean, maybe your chemical program's going to be a little more expensive this next year because of that, but 
it's better to take care of it and not just leave the problem to linger into the future years. Depending if you got in there to do any till, if it's if you didn't get your eye planted, like Max said they did on some of them, is if you get in this spring, it's probably very important to scout ahead of time. You know, especially if you're going to try to no-till those acres. Um, if you did spray and you rutted them up just to spray them, well, then you got that to take care of too. But probably want to scout those acres before you go out this spring and, and spray to make sure that there isn't something crazy out there that you didn't see. And don't be afraid to you know, add a couple extra things to make sure you get that good control. I, I like to put the product called AIM in, A-I-M. Uh, really good, kind of soups everything up. Um, especially when it's cool, you know, 2,4-D doesn't work super well when it's cold. If you're going to try to do that in April or early May, add something to it like that to help spice up your, sure. your life a little bit. Heat it up a little bit. Yeah. Right. I heard uh, at a well, round table type thing, I heard a grower say, um, uh, so if I don't spray my plant acres, well, all I have is quack grass. So I'll just have quack grass again next year. Who cares? And in my head, I'm like, I I care. I definitely <laughs> care. It's still quack grass. It still is a weed, even if it's not. You don't have water hemp, correct? But it, it's still a weed, and it. If you let quack grass grow all summer, and then have to deal with it next year, it's going to be a carpet in there. So, definitely is definitely a different thought process this year for some guys. The other thing we'll want to watch is rotational restrictions on chemicals. So, know what you're going to plant after to make sure that you're not shooting yourself in the foot by. Depending when you get in there to spray, I think that's really important, Matt, because we sprayed later than normal. Right. So usually we're in June, and you say, "Well, this one's seven or eight months, I'll be good." Well, if we sprayed in August, a chemical we usually spray in June, um, we also lost kind of that really good time of year where it will metabolize out of the soil. You know, with rainfall, well, we had enough rainfall. Um, so that that's probably it's hard to predict though, Todd, it like, is, you know, right. like, did that help us? Did we gain a month because of the monsoon in yeah. August, September, October, November, December? I'm December, glad, I'm glad you kept the months going there and didn't yeah. just stop at August. Yeah. It still rained in December. December. It literally rained three days ago. Yeah. Like, and now we're melting the snow that we got two days ago. So it's beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. Any specific chemicals you can think of, Bill, that would be a problem? I mean, a lot of them we're using our our ones we you know like a Banville where right. it has maybe a little residual, but not no. Not I think enough. And I think the bigger thing forward. to remember. Sorry to interrupt there, Todd, but the bigger thing to remember about the Banvilles and the dicambas and the two four Ds is just your planting restrictions, right? If we do have a bad spring and you try to get out there, don't push that window of planting if you're gonna go round up two four D and my favorite one aim you know something like that um make sure you give yourself at least a week on the label it says two um you're right though the the burn downs that were done this year or 19 shouldn't be as big of a problem as what we what got coming in 2020 year. yeah right. you're really gonna have to be careful and watch and and try to maybe get out there earlier than what you normally would just to get it out to give yourself those two weeks or you know, if we went straight with Roundup, obviously you lose some of that flexibility and you're going to push that uh, resistance issue. But that's some other things to think about is if you haven't been a big Roundup applicator, or spent a lot on Roundup, you know, maybe you can just go straight Roundup and then you don't have that restriction. 
Um, sometimes I'll do tillage and then we'll try to do it in crop with a status or a Yukon or something like that. But then I always tell my clients like, it's going to get hairy. You know, it's going to so look, it's going to look, look worse, worse than it really than is, you, yeah. you know, so they got to be comfortable with that. So that, that's a big thing too, is there's multiple ways to do this. You just got to be, do the best that is going to fit your farm and, and know that there's some risks in anything that you do. Try to remember there's a long game. I think we've said that twice already. Yeah. But yeah. try to remember there's a long game. It's not always, I want to see crispy weeds in three days. We, we have to think, we have to think long-term and we have to think about the whole cycle. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So if you didn't plant your, or spray your prevent plant acres, be ready to. You didn't plant them, actually. If, yeah. That, that, that is true. If you didn't spray your prevent plant acres last fall or last summer, make sure you're scouting them early this spring and get out there and be prepared to burn them down. And if you did, hopefully you've got enough time in your rotation to not worry about what you're planting this spring. All right, we're going to move into our egg history minute. Nice little stroll down the river, banjo. So today we're going to talk about that time when tractors overtook horses. So the advent of the tractor in the early 1900s changed the way farmers do work in the fields. Instead of having to rely on a team of horses, they could rely on a mechanical horse. That's why we call it horsepower, folks. And in 1954, the number of tractors on farms exceeded the number of horses and mules for the first time. 70.9% of all farms have cars, 49% have phones, 93% have electricity. Social Security coverage extended to farm operators. In 1955, just a year later, it took six and a half labor hours to produce 100 bushels of wheat with a tractor. You were probably using a 10-foot plow, a 12-foot row weeder, a harrow, 14-foot drill, self-propelled combine, and trucks. And now in 2000, uh, the early 2000s, so the last decade, we can say now, 2010, it took 1.3 labor hours. So constant improvements there. Tractor made a big difference in the time it took in the field. So, Can you guys believe 1954 would have been when that overtook? I would have thought... Well, tractors would have overtaken well, before that. Well, if you think about it, it takes one. Tr- if, if the guys were buying tractors, it took them one tractor to do the work of eight horses. So that's probably why it took so long because the guys who still had horses had eight. Eight. Okay. You know how farmers are. Why would I get rid of it? It still does a good job. So you still have horses and yeah. and the tractor. Well, there's the guys who still have the tractor from 1954 sitting yeah. there in case yeah. one day. One day we might need it for well, those something. Those are collectors now. That's cool. Yeah, just collects the dust. Yeah, collectors. That I saw. Dust. Have you seen that meme yet? No. It was. Guess what? I haven't bought. It was a guess what, honey? So a guy talking to his wife. Haven't bought a new tractor yet this year. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. haven't bought one this decade. Yeah, three, three yeah. days in. Boom. You, should, boom. you should thank me. I haven't bought a tractor, <laughs> tractor yet. yet. I tried that one with a with uh, Sierra. I told her I hadn't bought a gun this decade. <laughs> yeah. So didn't work. Went and bought a gun. Or not. So going to the gun store later. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. It does blow me away if I, I often sit back and think when I'm walking cornfields, like, what would my grandfather think about farming today? Like, I remember him talking about horses and, you know, I'd be curious to know what those people would think about the massive tractors and choppers and all that stuff. Scale. Yeah, I mean, all in that time, you had automobiles starting to come out, you had tractors, 
you know, early 1900s, that's when Henry Ford had his assembly line. So what a huge change in your life to go from riding and using horses for work to now just having all this mechanical stuff that can do it for you. Roads with actual, you know, pavement on them instead of dirt roads and gravel roads, even though there's still parts of Wisconsin you can find those good old gravel roads. Yeah, it was just a, a huge change for them in their lifetimes. Pretty Good. Cool. If you like what you're hearing today, please visit the naicc.org website, which is the National Alliance of Independent Crop Consultants. There you can search for a independent crop consultant in your area. All right. Thank you, Todd. Let's move into Cool Beans, or that's corny. Cool Beans? Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. All right. Our Cool Beans this week. A, the biodiesel tax credit that was approved originally in 2017 was given another three years, so now it's good through 2022. Um, it's good news for the biodiesel industry, but especially good news for the soybean industry. It takes a lot of soybeans to make a gallon of biodiesel. So I personally don't ha- own anything that runs on biodiesel, but I know guys who grow soybeans, so I'm happy about it. Um, that's corny. This week is going to go out to the Golden Globes. They are um, having serving no meat on Thursday at the, I think it's next Thursday. What's the Golden Globes? The Golden, it's an award thing. Oh, well, one of the thing. award shows. Like <laughs> the, the Grammys? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. really sure. I, right. just, I just saw this. Obviously, just, you're not watching that. Time. No, well, because they don't offer meat options. Yeah, yeah so the, they're going to have no meat at their awards ceremony dinner to raise awareness for climate change. So basically, the meat industry killed the planet is what they're, they're trying, trying to say. To say. Are they going to have the Impossible Whopper there? The Impossible uh, I Whopper. Hope not. I don't know if it might be tainted with meat. Are they going to drive no vehicles there or yeah. use any fossil fuels? No hairspray. Yeah, right. Is this just... They're all like, going to carpool one like big bus. They specifically are choosing meat to display that. None of them are going to fly in in a private jet. Yeah. Good call, Max. That's a good... That's corny that's, for this I mean, week. Like, come on. Come on. Get it together. That is what... This is, this is where you draw the line. Right. We're going to fly <laughs> celebrities in from all over the world on private jets. They're going to be wearing $100,000 dresses oh, that took they, hours. What if that one wears the meat dress again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't, Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga, yes. I don't think yeah, Lady is Golden Globes. That's like oh, that's movies, that's, right? Yeah, you're right. Uh, TV, yeah. 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 Movies, yeah. It's on screen, and she, she's, she's, a, a, she's a singer? Yes. Yeah. So she was in a movie, there. Yeah. True. She was in, what the heck was it? Bradley Cooper. The Greatest Showman. No, no, no. It was like the third time they remade this movie. Yeah. A Star is Born. That's this is means. the greatest show. That one? That was, that was Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, darn. And Zendaya. Not a bad movie. Don't huh? be a it's movie a critic. Movie. Max, don't be a movie critic. I'd Stick listen. with the ground to me. I watched more movies on New Year's Day than I probably have in the last 10 years. <laughs> How many is that? Four. That's three. A, whoa, I don't that's, remember. I actually that's don't a lot remember. Of that's I was a, in and out of consciousness. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was I was tired. T- yeah. yeah. Tired. So, anyway, but there you go. Cool beans. Biodiesel tax credit, that's corny. Golden Globes, you're corny. Corny as heck. All right, let's move into our next. You applied. What? What did you do? So today it's Max's turn to give us the uh, chemicals we're going to talk about here. So are these all the same active ingredient, or is this just chemical classes? What do we got going on here? So these are all... I'm trying to. These are all in a very similar, very similar active ingredient. There's one change, one difference. So it's a. It's actually a combination. So it's not, you know, straight glufosinate or straight glyphosate or anything like that. 
So you're, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if you guys really pay attention to your formulations. All right. I really love tricking you guys. I <laughs> I hope you know that. I get so excited when it's my turn. So this week in you applied what we have chaser, aqua sweep, pathway, and crossbow. My personal favorite of all time, crossbow. Crossbow. For obvious reasons. It it hunting. kills it kills the things and it's named after a hunting tool. I mean, come on. No, these yeah. are like brush killers, is that what we're looking at here? Uh basically, yep. Yeah. I thought you'd like the name Chaser. That's kind of badass. Chaser like, is a pretty cool name. Like, like we're gonna spray something and then chase it with this. It's, all right, all right. Sorry. Right. Keep keep with that. Keep with that. You know, whatever your mentality is to try and find the odd one out, I like it. I'm here for all your ideas. All right, Bill. These are really good, Max. I we'll start with you. I've only heard of crossbow. I've, yeah, I've, I've never heard of the other three. I've heard of chaser and aqua sweep, but I've only heard of aqua sweep because I was looking for an aquatic herbicide because my dad was sick of um, staring at lily pads. I don't know if aqua sweep actually is. I just remember it coming up in the search. It, it seems like it would be. I mean, why else would you put aqua yeah. in the name if it's not right. going to kill waterborne, waterborne? Well, he. Plants. This is a long story, but he was trying to kill lily pads, and I said, "Where?" Because we don't. He doesn't have a pond. He said, "Oh, at the campground." And I said, "You can't. <laughs> you can't just kill lily pads in other people's water." He goes, "What do you mean I can't? I'm sick of looking." I'm ah, okay. That's not how this works. So we had to put the kibosh on the on the <laughs> water herbicides. No water. But anyway, Bill, what, what's uh, your guess here? I have no idea, so I'm gonna guess aqua sweep. So it's uh, way out of aqua sweep. Is your odd one yeah. out, Todd? I only know crossbow, so I'll say that one's different. Than that this. was my other thought, Todd. Yeah, I, went, I'm gonna go I went, went against gonna go that, crossbow. so... We'll I'm going to go straight no chaser. No straight chaser. no chaser? Uh, All wrong. Uh, All wrong. That was a triple doink, you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> The odd one out is pathway. So aqua sweep, chaser, and crossbow are all 2,4-D with triclopyr, and yep. pathway yeah. is 2,4-D with Pickleram. Oh, ah, so, we suck again. So I that you got was, us the old trickle peer versus Pickleram again. Max. Yeah, I know. I had, if you'll notice, I had to write it down because I could not keep those words straight in my head. I could not re- remember Pickleram. So the so. Bears kicker gets the double doink. <laughs> we get TTR the, gets the, the triple, triple doink. doink. Uh, tough, tough Friday yeah, morning, you yeah. guys. But I was trying to be tricky. So I mean, I'll give good it work. To, I'll give you guys good that work, one. sir. We'll get you again. I think I'm three for three on doing on uh, or six for six on not knocking you guys out on you applied what. So it's been going well for me. We should keep a tally. Yeah, I feel like he's padding his stats. All right, well that'll do it for today. So we talked about prevent plant acres and burn downs. Make sure you're aware of what you were applying and when you did it, so you can have the right rotation for your crops. Egg History Minute, we talked about when tractors finally surpassed the horse on our farms. Cool beans, that's corny. We had Biodiesel tax credit being uh, continued for another three years in Congress, and that was corny that the Golden Globes are offering no meat, and you applied what? We talked about some burn-down herbicides with one slight difference that none of us could guess. So thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. And it was it, fun, Matt. Thanks. As always, happy farming.